Today on Bingers Assemble, we're covering Zack Snyder's Justice League in our continuing coverage of the DCEU, and uh, this is going to be an interesting one. All that right this ad we have no control over. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Bender's Assemble, the podcast where we rewatch movies so you don't have to. My name's Matthew Carroll, and we've got uh, two two guest hosts in the in the house today. Uh, Jay Scotty St. Clair, how you doing? Doing well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And Ashley Coffin, how you doing? I can't wait to talk about this. I feel like I've been waiting all week, but it's only been a couple days. Awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. We just couldn't get it together this weekend, so we're doing it like the beginning of the next week. What did you guys think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Ugh, what an improvement. Like a hundred and you know, sixty degree turn. Is that a full circle? No, three sixty degree turn. <laughs> three sixty degree. Like it was so much better. They had fleshed out characters. I understand what the mother box is. Like, I get it now. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. I can only describe it as a significant improvement. It is the definitive and superior version of the film. Every single character is given more context and more to do, and they are improved for that reason. Um, I will say some are improved upon a little bit more than others, but all around, just uh, awesome to see this thing brought to life the way it should have been the first time around. Yeah, I, I agree with that. This is how it should have been done the first time around, mostly just because I, I hate uh, when studios get so involved and, and mess with a vision like this. But I will say I did not feel as effusive as everyone else has been. Like, I... Um, I really went in. I really like his updated BVS. Um, and so I was expecting like to really just like it to be a fully better experience, if that makes sense. But I mm -hmm. guess like there are things that Joss did that I did like a little better in places. Um, mm -hmm. I think this movie is way more beautiful and it's way more cohesive as a film. Mm -hmm. But like I can absolutely see why studio heads watching this movie went Ooh, we need to get somebody in here who can deal with some actors because like I find a lot of the dialogue in this version to be like really stilted or cheesy if that makes it like it doesn't feel like that's a conversation so crazy because that's how I felt about the Joss Whedon one oh, interesting. it was just quips like everyone was just quip quip I'm gonna out quip your quip yeah, no, I, well, see, that's the thing that surprised me. A lot of the things that I remembered being quippy, and I was like, that must be a Joss Whedon line, ended up being in this version. 
Like there's a really? few, there's a like few of those Really? Because like Batman being like, oh, something's bleeding. Like that <laughs> got taken out. Line, so. Oh yeah, there's so <laughs> many little dumb, like at, at the end oh, when they're just sure. like laying down laughing. I was like, say goodbye to that. There's for sure some silliness. I think the thing that I liked about the other version a little bit, two of my favorite moments were when Barry Allen learns to fight and when Cyborg Mm. describes his fear of being overtaken by this Kryptonian technology. Okay. Or or the mother box technology, I should say. Sure. Um, And those were two of my favorite moments in the Joss version. And those were not in this. In this, both of those characters came in fully formed. Like the Flash was like, oh yeah, I fight. I I beat everyone up. And the Cyborg had no uh, sort of... He had he had some complicated issues, but he had no uh, lack of faith in himself, I guess, which I kind of I guess I liked those two characters sort of achieving their Justice League hood or whatever. I, I don't know. Um, so that hmm. I, I, there's a few things like that where I felt like like I think about the characters and who had an arc. And we'll get into that in a minute in Mixers. This one is really going to be one, you know, for the film history books like this for is sure. kind of unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it is really interesting to see, you know, Zack Snyder did get that that chance to do the ultimate cut of bvs but it's like for and and you do bring up some valid points you can see why studios wouldn't have that that uh that faith in him necessarily when it's a four-hour film right but uh especially with the character of cyborg uh joss did do some interesting things as far as you know like uh the whole fact that he might be a part of this invasion but for Mm -hmm. my money cyborg was just given a lot more uh, nuance and, and gravitas, mm-hmm. like the weight of what he was handling and the, and the fact that his power was on a global scale like that, the responsibility on his shoulders landed a lot a lot better with me. That's interesting because yeah. I see the Cyborg's character, they gave him a lot more screen time, but in that one scene from the Justice League cut, like mm-hmm. I really felt more pathos there because of his sort of a complicated uh, fear of himself. And maybe that's just my own darkness or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I still saw that throughout this in the character. Interesting. I felt like this character, he, he had a, he had a, his, his arc in this one to me was more about his father and coming to terms with his like rebirth. Um, mm-hmm. It did not mm-hmm. feel it any, it, like they even, they even bring it up one time to him. They're like, uh, they say to him, um, how can we trust you? And he's like, let me show you. And it, mm. like, he's so sure that he's so sure that they can trust him, that he's going to tell them why they can trust him. Um, in, in the other version, he wasn't sure he, he could be trusted, you know? And that, I thought that was a kind of a cool thing for cyborg. And I, I missed that. I kind of, yeah, see, it's funny. I love this. That like with even with the Barry stuff, I saw the opposite of that. I didn't like him getting to the fight and seeing all these people in danger and being like, oh, I'm scared. I liked how Batman gave him a little pep talk in this one. And then he was just like, I'm ready to go. I have these powers like after he saw he could do it. And they did the same thing with Wonder Woman. I mm-hmm. hated what Joss Whedon did with Wonder Woman, making her seem like she was afraid to lead. And all of, all of that was gone. And I really appreciated it. So I did kind of see that all all these characters were coming into this like fully ready yeah Mm -hmm. and ready Mm -hmm. as where it's not their fault that they didn't get movies before this right i totally Mm -hmm. agree but it is the fault of this overarching story that like i don't care about their characters and when you don't give them things to overcome like that i feel i feel less connected to them as characters oh that's crazy i thought he had a lot to overcome especially uh 
cyborg. Poor guy. That's a, he's dealing with a lot, and oh, sure, you know yeah. his dad's stuff, and you know I would I would wonder how I would react with suddenly giving him the key to, to pretty much the universe. You can literally do anything. Yeah, and yeah. I guess I didn't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being thick, and I did, I did have to watch it broken up because that's the other thing. It's four hours long. Like I couldn't sit down for and give it the attention I really wanted to give it because I had to watch it over four days because I just didn't have four <laughs> yeah. hours to. to vote. Um, I have no responsibilities. I watched it in one sitting. <laughs> Major kudos there. I'm, I'm a DC fan, and I I had to break it up myself, but I I think it really worked for um, the film that way. I would actually be kind of interested to see it i mean it's already been adapted twice here but it would be kind of cool to almost see it released as a as a mini series because i think it really works that way in the individual parts and you know on the subject of cyborg and flash i mean i think getting the backstories even if it's mainly told visually that's you know that's one of zach's main strengths there is being a visual excuse me a visual storyteller and you know th those are some of the best scenes in the movie just like even outside of the comic book stuff like give Zack Snyder a mm -hmm. a football movie I'm not even a sports guy but the way he was able to visually depict that you know football scene was amazing and then yeah, it's, it's the showcasing of Barry's powers oh wow and to get Iris West you know even though Kiersey mm -hmm. Clemens oh, only yeah. got that one scene it's just it's it's seeing everything come full circle and these characters that we knew were supposed to be part of it get cut out uh, I mean I, I definitely see where you're coming from in terms of character arcs and I I I won't I won't get into, you know, bagging on Snyder um, as a filmmaker or anything like that. But I've already kind of said I do think his strengths lie more in the the visual side um, as opposed to the character side. But yeah, mm -hmm. those two things, I feel like he, he, he leaves left out some character development in lieu of like mm -hmm. presenting us with a fully fledged character, which is cool. And I, I, mm -hmm. I didn't hate any of these characters, but I did not ever feel like I was rooting for them. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, um, see, I guess I already had such, you know, uh, since this first one came out, the Aquaman movie came out, we mm -hmm. already met these characters the first time it came out. I already loved the Batman and Wonder Woman, you know, loved her. So I mm -hmm. was already invested in the characters. So maybe that's, you know, yeah, a little yeah, different because yeah. I'm always rooting for Wonder Woman and Batman. Yeah. Superman, you don't got to root for him. He's always stronger than everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no rooting for him. Uh, the, other, the other thing I was going to say is the fact that, like, it is told over such a long period of time that, like, I, I just, I guess I watch this version and I go, oh, yeah, I see why they took it from him. But I'm also like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm also like, like, I see why a studio would go, oh, this is four hours long and you're not, and like, and I don't see what to remove from this version. We need to bring in a whole new, we need to bring in all new subplots to give these characters arcs, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I know what they could have removed. Let's all just admit uh, it. This movie could have been three hours if it wasn't for the slowest of slow motion scenes I have ever seen in my <laughs> life, one after the other, after the other. I, I mean, I'm not saying I didn't like them, but the movie could have been three hours, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the slow motion scenes a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I love them, too. But uh, I, I think it could have probably clocked in somewhere around three hours, maybe three hours and 30 minutes and still been, you know, perfectly mm -hmm. serviceable. But I, I, you really get the, the feeling that, you know, Zach was given kind of carte blanche and, and he took it and ran with it. And he, it was a whole movement, you know, released the Snyder Cut. And mm -hmm. that's, again, I've already kind of alluded to it. That's why this film is just like such a different experience than anything we've we've ever really um, gone through before. And uh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is fans so. really getting what they want because mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. demanded it. And that's that's interesting, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of people think it's like dangerous. I don't think so. I think it's fine. Like, make whatever cut you want of a movie. Let the artists make their art. Yeah, that's like, the thing. Is like at least in this case, it was fans demanding for the art that was supposed to originally be made to be released. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 He only filmed six extra minutes. Like. All of that's just been sitting there. It's kind of crazy to think about. Is is that a is that a fact? He only filmed six extra minutes. Yeah. The only thing he filmed was uh, the end scene with Joker and everybody. Oh, okay, okay. That's I... the only new footage. Okay, okay. The others was all previously filmed for you know the other version that he originally cut or whatever, mm-hmm. supposedly. Okay, well, oh, that's that's incredible. Yeah. He released a really awesome article in Vanity Fair. Okay, um, okay. about everything and about what was going to happen in the next two movies he kind of like was like here's what was going to happen since it's never going to happen i'm like don't you say that <laughs> we do have the uh restore the snyderverse is uh is trending already so yeah mm-hmm. never say never i learned that i learned that lesson with the snyder cut here so the and the other thing yeah. i want to say that it was really really great about this was i think the scope of the ending and like what it portended for the future of these mm-hmm. movies, like Dark Side, really getting a sense of Dark Side. Steppenwolf was such a weaker character in the other version. Oh and yeah, I got a stronger sense of who he was. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I just think this version was um, superior in all of those respects. And that ending scene with Joker is Ugh. freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Steppenwolf's I, color shifting armor was oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, very very st- visually stimulating, and I. And I kind of feel bad about you know we have other league members on the table here but you bring up steppenwolf and uh, he really was one of the characters that was most significantly improved for me you know from the design to just the the motivations and it's really interesting the fact that he almost uh plays second fiddle to dark side so much more in this version we get that mm-hmm. nightmare mm-hmm. sequence where we see that in this version it is uh you know dark side is the one that kills the various justice league members we see diana on the pyre and we see arthur get you know stabbed with his own trident mm-hmm. but when we go back to that uh, that epic like lord of the rings style uh, armies charging at each other in the previous version that was steppenwolf and now we see it was actually dark side and yeah man, that's i love that scene in the first version but they really beefed it up and made it even that much more epic I, i'd love <laughs> to see what some, i'd love to hear some of the standout moments from that scene for, for you guys Oh, yeah, I'm a gore monster, so just people getting cut in half and their legs and their heads and there was blood everywhere. I was like, ah, oh, this is what I want in my movies. You know, when someone gets their leg cut off, they're going to bleed. And I feel like we're lacking that in, in superhero movies when they're trying to do, you know, crazy oh, yeah. scenes like that, battle scenes. Like even the under the water one in Atlantis when he cut that guy in half. Oof. Ugh, sick. Mm, <laughs> I loved mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and seeing all of that, um, was interesting, and and this is an interesting case of getting to see a rated R uh, version of this movie, which they would have also never let happen. Even if they let Snyder finish this movie, <laughs> they wouldn't yeah. let the theatrical release be rated R because, you know, they they can't get kids in the theaters. But in this case, if parents want their kids to see it, it's just right there on streaming. You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, when I saw Deadpool in theaters, there were plenty of kids. So true, true. Just saying. yeah, sure, 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 sure. They were confused. Their parents were like, "What the f- Spider Man?" Right? <laughs> yeah. Should we get into the format here of, of no, yeah. Avengers? Yeah. I, format. I, I feel like we we went on longer than we normally do in that, but that's cool. This is such a weird and interesting. Uh, 
piece of media, like just to, to be able to compare two different directors, final visions of a thing is so weird. Yeah, um, certainly. And, and I, like, I don't, uh, let me be clear with, I, I've been a little down on this version. I don't think it's worse than the Joss Whedon cut, but I guess like I wasn't as effusively like, this is so superior and this is better in all things. Like I think the Joss Whedon cut had the problem of being super uneven and this mm-hmm. one has the problem uh-huh. of like, I see the problems that the studio is trying to fix. It's just like, it, I don't know. It, 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 it's interesting. It's not going to be, a, you know, the most popular opinion, but the, the over-sexualization he does of Gal Gadot mm, right. in, in filming it, the just like moving, like, oh, looking at Batman and Barry between her legs and Barry falling on her boobs and making mm-hmm. a thing, all of that was gone. Yeah. And Wonder Woman was the most powerful I have ever seen her. He wrote this character amazingly. Like, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't sing more praises for what he did with Wonder Woman. I totally Her first agree. scene. Oh, sorry. We'll get there. I <laughs> totally, totally agree. Yeah, let's get into the bingers, bingers format where uh, who would like to take the shot? Oh, I like shots. All right. Well, Ashley's going to take the shot. This is, uh, we know you do. Ashley's going to take the shot here, and it is where she has two minutes on the clock to give us the plot of Justice League, the Snyder Cut. No easy task. Uh. Ah, Justice League, take two. Ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman gathers and teams up with Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and the Flash to stop global threat Steppenwolf. His goal is to collect the Mother Box and take the Earth for his master Darkseid, who he's been seeking redemption from for sucking at his job in the past. All the heroes are all also working through their own personal problems, which shockingly help them become a better team and work together for the common good. Sadly, they are just not strong enough to defeat Steppenwolf, so together they make a decision to bring back Superman. Superman needs a few minutes and some Lois Lane time, who, by the way, was not dealing very well with him being gone. Superman goes to visit Alfred after he composes himself, who rushes him to the aid of our heroes. They then all get absolutely incinerated by Darkseid, but luckily, Barry has the ability to reverse time. So that happens. And then they are easily, oh, sorry. And then they easily separate the mother boxes, defeat Steppenwolf, and show Darkseid that they are the new fuck around and find out crew of Earth. Several fun and edit and credit scenes show an escape Lex Luthor giving Bruce Wayne's name to Deathstroke, another Batfleck super dream with the Joker showing us um, if Lois dies, they're all screwed so, because Superman will go full on psycho killer. And two cameos by Martian Manhunter that make a lot more sense when you find out it was supposed to be Green Lantern. That's it. Oh, was it supposed to be Green Lantern? I always thought that was supposed to be Martian Manhunter. No, they wouldn't let him do it. It was supposed to be Jon Stewart. Ah, interesting. Oh, teaching me all sorts of things about the behind the scenes I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I read the Vanity Fair thing. Because <laughs> I'd heard for a long time that that, uh, that character was supposed to be um, all, it was he, supposed to be him all along. Yeah, General Swanwick. He Swan filmed Lake. the scenes uh-huh. with the, whatever actor was playing the John Stewart, Grand, oh, Green Lantern. Oh, I see. I see. So mm-hmm. he, I see. But, but the character who Swanwick was supposed to be was always supposed to be. Probably, yeah. I feel Martian like that, the end scene with... Uh, um, the, I'm so sorry. I should have clarified. The end scene with uh, him seeing uh, Bruce, Bruce at the lake was, was probably okay. supposed to be Jon Stewart. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, cool. Hmm. Uh, well, uh, Jay Scotty, you want to take the chaser? 
Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do what I can here. All right. Um, I left a, I left a lot out. It is a four hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed. You did a four hour movie in ninety seconds. Uh, that was that was, uh, that, was a good, that was well done. So the sh- the yeah. chaser is where Jay Scotty is going to get sixty seconds on the clock to say anything that he feels was left out of the shot. And all right, whenever you're ready. Okay, yeah, like uh, Ash did a, an incredible job, actually, you know, hitting all the beats of this four-hour film. But I would say just more context is given to pretty much all the backstories for all the characters in the opening scene that we actually revisit. That scene from Batman versus, versus Superman, where uh, Superman's death cries kind of ring out, and that is what actually activates the mother boxes in the first place. We actually get to spend a significant amount of time with Dark Side uh, through the apocalypse scenes and the nightmare sequences. Uh, outside of that, we get to interact with characters like Desaad and uh, very briefly Granny Goodness, uh, as well as on the Aquaman side. We get to spend some time with Mara and Volko. Um, outside of that, like I said, I think you hit all the major story beats uh, just off the top of my head. Now I'm, I'm kind of going back to Flash. You got to interact with Iris West, but uh, you really got all the, the major story beats. You just have to really... Um, reiterate the fact that you get to spend so much more time with all of these characters and and their various relationships and that helps to to flesh them out um that's really all i got for the chaser that's good Good it was so long since i saw the beginning that i forgot that (laughs) superman even did that (laughs) four-hour movie right yeah yeah no i I thought that was really cool was that i I remembered him doing the scream at the beginning in the first cut correct didn't he do the Mm -hmm. scream but it didn't no no Uh -uh. No, it wasn't wasn't there at all i mean i think he was like oh i'm stabbed but uh i don't think it we saw it like go out like the world. an echo halo or whatever yeah that first scene mm-hmm. when that when that happened i was watching it, i was just like okay i it was the first thing where i was like i this is gorgeous this is absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. i'm enjoying it but it is also incredibly slow paced <laughs> and That's i see the slow motion this is four hours long and i see why they wanted to cut it down like it, it was just like I'm like this. I, I'm at once. It was so. It's such a weird experience watching this movie because I was at once incredibly impressed, and the entire time I was going like, "Yeah, I see why. I see why." Like this is doesn't feel. Uh, <laughs> it feels very slow. It feels very like t- contemplative, and for a four hour movie, that's hard to <laughs> hard to make the big blockbuster, I guess. But people, <laughs> people are loving it. Uh, okay, let's yeah. get to mixers. All right, all right. Mixers is where we cover the characters, by the way. Ash, you, you've already kind of alluded to how much you appreciated that uh, Diana was improved upon. Do you want to take yeah. on her? Yeah, go for it. Just the opening at the bank scene got rid of all the stuff that I didn't like about it and, like, emphasized exactly who Wonder Woman was. Like, when she came in, I remember in the first one, they throw the bomb up and that's just it. And she says some kind of lie and, like, I believe in truth or something stupid (laughs) and you know just ding 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 and then it's over this one like she actually flew up after the bomb it made a lot more sense like it just showed you know like this is a well-trained ready to go Diana and uh, from that point on through the rest of the movie she kind of stayed as this you know steady character where in the first one she had self-doubt and she mm. seemed kind of well steve trevor still were like bitch get over it <laughs> um and in this one she you know she just seemed more like you know hero leader yeah yeah mm. one of the main things that like one of the primary differences that stuck out to me um from her character in this version versus joss whedon's version 
is surrounding the resurrection of Superman, she was kind of the most vocal um, vocal one against it. She didn't mm-hmm. want to do it. She was completely against it, and there's none of that in this version. I think Arthur is the only one that has, you know, any any real uh, hesitation than I think Cyborg right before it happens. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely s- nice to see her be a more... Uh, confident and sure of herself version and in the opening sequence you get that really nice like poignant moment with the young girl where she says she wants to be like her when she grows up and it's like you can be whatever you want to be and that's uh, this is me speaking as as a male but I think that's what the character woman Wonder Woman is all about so yeah really nice to see that dare you cut that (laughs) (laughs) yeah right yeah. That's pretty atrocious. Yeah, no, I, I think that Joss Whedon's uh, characterization of Wonder Woman was pretty awful. And, mm. and it, it sucks as a Joss Whedon fan who grew up watching Buffy and thinking of Joss Whedon as someone who's really pushing forward for like uh, fem, feminist uh, television, even as a male, like he was pushing mm-hmm. forward that feminist television. And like a lot of people loved what he was doing. And then to see that he really like took a step backwards with this movie um, mm. was really disappointing. And, and not yeah. just the movie, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Matt, you mentioned the the character of, of Aquaman and Arthur Curry, and you, you kind of mentioned oh, how yeah. you thought he was significantly proved upon as well. So <laughs> I kind of let you take the reins there if you want. I thought he was significantly better because he wasn't so dude bro like the, <laughs> the, 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 it, It's like the Joss Whedon cut that had him like surfing down on parademons and stuff. And I just oh, felt like he was saying he was a surfer dude. <laughs> Yeah, and I, th- I even mm. think that's a little continued in the Aquaman movie. Mm. Um, but this version was much more down to earth and much more. Uh, I don't know. He was less dude broy, and that made me like him a lot more. The opening scene with him and Bruce at that, um, like that little town in Norway. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. It I just think made it was so much more sense. You know, one oh, of yeah. the cold lens. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys were talking about a minute ago the scene of them deciding. To save Superman, I remember mm-hmm. watching the Joss Whedon version of that and being like, "This scene makes no sense. Like, I don't even understand what they're talking about." Yeah, um, oh, right, I remember. Right. I remember having that conversation on Bingers. I spent a long time, but uh, yeah. but this time it made absolute sense. Like the just whole the whole conversation just went like it was, should have gone. I guess. Mm-hmm. And Cyborg seeing that version of like dark side uh superman and then being like "Uh oh maybe we shouldn't do this uh too late buddy oh yeah that whole thing was i feel like they timed that weird i thought him seeing that version what made cyborg see that version of uh, dark side superman or whatever i guess just being connected to the um Technology, the, the technology from the ship. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. I was and the, thinking, the box. At first, I thought it was it was a result of Barry's Barry because Barry said, you know, when I when I when I do the, run that fast, time gets weird or whatever. And I was like, cool, okay, that explains it. But then it was I realized he wasn't running yet, and I was like, why is he having a vision of the future right now? Is it just like he's he's analyzing the permute possible permutations of what might happen, and now he's realizing mm-hmm. being jacked into the Kryptonian ship that this is one possible outcome. Um, that was kind mm-hmm. of a weird thing. That's what I saw it as, kind of. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's completely unfounded. The only thing that kind of, like, ties it back to the Kryptonian ship is that, like, sentinel thing that's been there ever since Man of Steel says something like the future 
is now set in the present or, or something like forget, yeah. I, forgive me i'm still only on yeah. one watch myself um i what, wish i could have rewatched it about like the future is now manifest in the present or something that's you're right it's, it's something like that and i was just like what does that mean maybe it's just because it knew that dark side was coming because bruce wayne keeps seeing the future too yeah Future Barry broke through in Batman vs. Superman, right? Or was that Justice League? That was BVS. Okay. They didn't exactly explain it. They just showed us that that was a Barry from the, a future where, you know, Lois Lane dies, I guess. Or an alternate reality. Right. Something like that. Yeah, I'm but having why? a hard time finding that line. <laughs> but why? Yeah, I feel like they're doing this kind of weird thing where they're showing us different this version of the future in from two different ways, three different ways, really. Like the first time it was Barry coming, possibly anyway, Barry breaking through and trying to talk to Bruce. Then right. the next time it's um, Cyborg jacked into the Kryptonian ship. And then the next time it's just Bruce sleeping. And it's mm -hmm. like, is this a real thing? Are these visions? Are the what's causing them? It just all feels a little slapdash, I guess. Mm-hmm. Needs a little bit more fleshing out there. Yeah. Well, we. I mean, that is one of the things. As as much as this is um, Zack Snyder's unified, definitive vision for Justice League. I can't help but, you know, not take the knowledge that once upon a time we knew that he was going to do two Justice League films. So mm -hmm. as much as this sets up um, Darkseid as the eventual antagonist, especially with the seeds of the anti-life equation we got, um, I, I just think that's one of those things that will always be left on the table, unfortunately. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless they restore the Snyder Cut verse. Or like, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag restore the Snyder verse. Yeah. Into okay. the Snyder verse. Okay, who wants to take Cyborg? Uh, I can tackle. I can yeah. tackle uh, Cyborg. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I would say again along alongside um, Steppenwolf, which we I guess we really haven't gotten into. Um, for my money, I would say Cyborg is the character that benefited the most in this new version. Um, you know, from seeing his backstory, um, how he actually came to be in that position where he's given this incredible power set that we get to um, understand what his actual power set is a little bit more, but we do get that, that, uh, that nuance that was present in the first version that he feels like a bit of a monster, but you did allude to the fact that, you know, he's not as unsure of himself. And for my purposes, that actually makes him a more enjoyable character and a uh, more fully functioning member of the team. And it actually, you know, gives him a fair amount of weight and responsibility. We really only get to see it in that one scene that, uh, his father is explaining, you know, the fact that he has control over pretty much everybody's, you know, online presence and mm -hmm. all the finances of the world and, and whatnot and could launch all the nuclear codes in an instant. Um, outside of that, you know, his relationship with his father and his family is the big thing in terms of the final battle, you know, uh, he actually gets, I'm assuming it was kind of like the mother boxes, you know, manipulating him and, and doing their best to try and, you know, preserve their own, life as living machines they kind of you know presented him this vision of his family being unified and him getting you know get to experience his uh nirvana or heaven for lack of a better term and you know mm -hmm. he chose to sacrifice that and uh and you know he's yeah. he's he's integral to the the entire proceedings and uh 
Yeah, he's just given so much more to do. And we know Ray Fisher didn't feel uh, too good about the the version that came out. So it's really mm-hmm. justice as mm-hmm. much as it's justice for Zack Snyder. This is justice for Ray Fisher and getting to see this version of the character brought to the screen. They did him so dirty. They fired him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then later the stuff happened with Whedon and, and Ezra Miller and everybody started coming out. And it's like, uh, even I think even if Wonder Brothers went to rehire me, I would say no. I would only work for Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, they, they're, they're going to need some... If they're going to restore the Snyderverse, if that's ever even on the table, um, it's going to take some shuffling of executives over there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we have a moment of silence for uh, Superman's CGI mustache? <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, weird upper lip. It was really nice knowing you. I'll never forget you, but bye. Such a weird thing. Such a weird thing. They couldn't do a better job of that. Like, or, or do something <laughs> to make that work. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we could do Steppenwolf. Yeah, go for it. That, he, like... Giving a character an actual motivation to be doing what he's doing. I mean, step one. Yep. Um, <laughs> not just being like, you're going to love me. That's why I'm here. Everyone's Mother. just going to love me. I'm like, you're not me. Okay. You are here for a reason. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Given him sort of his sort of place in the hierarchy and like being exiled by uh, dark side and everything mm-hmm. that, that really gave him, it gave him some pathos in a weird way that like mm-hmm. made him more complex and interesting for sure. He looked yep. like a threat. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Yeah, the visual redesign was a, a huge boon for me as well. I like the fact that they embrace the fact that he's this alien, animal-like creature. He was much more bull-like, and you know, with the the hooves and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it made him much more menacing when he was wielding, you know, that that giant axe. Oh my god, I didn't like him hurting the horses. That was oh, problem. Yeah, that was, that was that's hard to always, watch. Yeah, that is pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the scenes that stood out to, to me for him, and, and Matt, you kind of alluded to it, and it, it gave him a lot of, uh, you know, I struggle to say sympathize, I, that I sympathize with him, but it definitely made him uh, a little more sympathetic of a character. And that's when he's uh, chatting with Desaad and uh, he mentions all the things that he's found. And Desaad basically tells him that he has to conquer, I think it's 50 more thousand uh, worlds in order to even uh, be considered to have an audience with dark side and he's just got this kind of look where you can tell like he's like almost got like the wind kicked out of him and uh yeah it's uh, kudos to the animators because as, as much as you know kieran hines does a great job voicing the character and kind of giving him that animalistic quality you know they really they really did showcase a lot of emotion on this uh mm-hmm. alien and animal face and I, I felt bad for him, too, when Superman cut his horn off and was, like, beating into his chest with sonic waves. I <laughs> <laughs> thought it was funny. The <laughs> um, sod looked awesome, too, side note. Oh, that was, yeah. Like, that was when cool. they would come through on their fire mirror or whatever the hell that was. That was pretty cool. They looked so cool. I I didn't even mind the 4-3 ratio. I really didn't. I do have a bigger TV um, Mm. than most people, but (laughs) it still looked really good. It didn't bother me. A big chunk of it on a laptop, and it didn't bother me. Um, You know, I was close to it, but still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, let's run down some of these other characters. Soups. um, 
we talked about it a little bit in the intro there, but soups. Uh, really... Superman, I guess we should probably talk about. <laughs> sure, yeah, Superman. Yeah. Um, he has a fierce new costume, ladies. Yep, yep. <laughs> the black costume was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was really cool. I like that he kept it the, the 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 rest of the movie or whatever. Well, at least until the end. Yeah. It's in the original cut, uh, he had the blue suit in the final battle sequence, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. It was a much brighter version too. That was kind of what irritated some fans as well. Is there was not that uh, continuity to either BVS or Man of Steel. It was a much more saturated oh. blue and red color scheme, where everything else we'd seen prior to that was much more muted. That is weird. That is weird. I didn't realize that the Kryptonian ship had a walk-in closet. Right. <laughs> it was like clueless. It was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Today's Thursday. <laughs> Wear black. <laughs> I thought that was cool. And they had that one uh, like Zod suit as a well, like kind of floating over there, which mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, that was neat. Yeah. And then uh, I, I won't be super negative here either, but I was a little surprised. I, I think... I expected with all the the hype surrounding Superman and everything like that, I thought his uh, role in the story would have some more significant changes. But that's that's wherein the fact that this is a four hour film, I think a lot of that is built into the fact that we just don't see him for the first half because we really have to live in that world where Superman doesn't exist and these threats are able to come in and and you know mm-hmm. pose such a threat in the first place. But outside of that and the the black suit like i was actually really surprised how much those like resurrection scenes and um there were there were definitely some cuts there we we lost that uh actually yeah well i'm, I'm thinking about it when he actually fired the lasers at uh batman he was able to absorb that was was super cool oh um, yeah he made the wonder woman gauntlets for himself poser yeah. <laughs> um but then i mean outside of that though his his role is is really kind of the same you know uh lois comes back onto the scene and he has to kind of retreat back to the the kent farm to kind of find himself again that's mm-hmm. such the and conundrum then- of superman though because you can't have him in the movie because he's just too damn powerful and there wouldn't be a problem exactly. anymore and then it looks it's like, ridiculous it looks like if, if they continue <laughs> to tell the story uh, the idea is that he becomes the villain. And so, like, yeah. right. they, they know that's a problem. It's like they set up all these movies to, like, first it's Batman v Superman, then it's Justice League where he's not around until the yeah. end, and then it's let's make him the villain. It's like you can't have him be the hero or it's the movie's too easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked um, the new Lois stuff. Finally getting to, like, actually sit with Lois Lane in, in the movie for a while, like, see what she's going through. I love all the changes that they made. You know, her not being called in by Bruce, but just, you know, she goes to visit the site every day. And of course, it was the last day she was going to go because she was going to get her life back together, kind of. And it just happened to be the perfect time for her to be there. It felt so much more natural um, than the other time. Mm, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And then, you know, you got Martha as well in this, who, who's Martha! like a catalyst for her to come out there. But it turns out that scene, was that scene in the original at all? No. Martha visiting uh, Lois. She uh, visits her at the uh, like news station. That's right. There's that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That thirst comment, right? Yeah. She's like, you're the thirstiest. He, he you know, said you were the person. thirstiest I'm like, girl or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, me? I'm right here, Martha. <laughs> Do you guys think it was kind of yeah. weird? Like, did, does that mean that Martha didn't really ever reach out to Lois that much? 
we're not in bottom shelf right now, but as, as oh, cool oh. as it was to see the, the character of, of Martian Manhunter, I, I that was one of the things that I thought was a, as much as it, it elevated the character of, of Martian Manhunter, I felt like it was a disservice to the character of, of Martha Kent and Diane Lane, who's, you know, she's been there from the beginning as well with Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and she's gotten some of the best scenes for my money. So I was eh, a little disappointed with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. What'd you guys think about Batman in this version? Oh, Batfleck coming back for the win. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved this version of Batman. It was probably my favorite Batfleck. I've always liked him in every every version, honestly. Like, I think he's been the strong point in most of the things. I thought some of the flirting no. between him and Wonder Woman worked better. Did, did you Me guys agree? too. Yeah. So much better. They, he was too... That Batman that we just met in BVS was, you know, broken, and then his best boyfriend just died, so he was extra upset. To go into Justice League and be like, quip, quip, king, quip, 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 quipity, quip, it didn't make any sense, and he was probably my least favorite part of the other Justice League. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would I would say the standout for me in terms of uh, Batman's characters the way the humor lands, he's much more uh, reacting to things the way Batman does in the comics and as he has in, in previous versions. He's never the one to be the one cracking the jokes. He's the straight man that gets you to laugh at what the other characters are doing. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still got some of those moments with Barry. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, wait, what was your superpower again? I'm rich. And it, it still works. Yeah. I mean, even though we've heard the joke before, it still makes me laugh every mm-hmm. time. So. <laughs> Yeah, some of those no, jokes, like those are the ones that I really thought would be Joss Whedon jokes that ended up mm. not being. Um, I, I really liked the scene of Barry. Um, I guess we can get to Barry. Uh, ba- Barry yeah. joining and, and being like, and I need friends. Like, I liked yeah. all that. And I honestly <laughs> didn't think that was Z- uh, Zack Snyder stuff. Um, but apparently it was. And it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting to see, like, what was Snyder uh, from the beginning that I really thought was probably Joss, you know? Yeah. Right. They both have mixed styles that can blend, uh, you know, the dramatic and the comedic at times. But generally, Snyder's a little more dour and, and you know, Whedon's a little more quippy. And, uh, right. you know, it was interesting that some of those quippier lines were that, like, even, even like when um, the Flash gets left... And he's like, oh, they just vanished, didn't they? Like that whole thing, I thought for sure that was a Whedon thing. Uh, But apparently not. I feel like they all were learning from Marvel a little bit. And they're like, all right, we got to do a little bit of this. Yeah. Yeah. They they definitely allowed all the characters to have more fun in this one. Which, I don't know if this is really the time for fun when Superman's dead and there's a horrible thing coming. But, like, they definitely all seem to have more fun in this this movie. (laughs) Did we have a timeline? Like, how long he was dead for? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we are given an exact... little on-screen text, Zach. little on-screen text never killed anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just Superman. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got a few I, characters we haven't touched. Alfred, Henry, Allen, okay. and Silas. Anything on those three you want to grab, anybody? I feel like Alfred was pretty, pretty substantial. I feel like my only problem with Alfred when, is when he was mansplaining how to make tea to Diana. I mean, I get it. You're English. You have a way to do it. But her face was my face. Yeah. And we would have like, been like, okay, I'll, you, I'll wait. You go right ahead. Oh, that just felt very butlery to me. Or very, it very was English. funny. I, was I know, English. I know. Her yeah. face was so funny, though. <laughs> and he was probably right. I'm sure his tea was much better. Him trying to teach her anything is kind of laughable. It's like she's been around so long. 
Right. Yeah. So, kind of funny. <laughs> and again, I, I, I hate to be negative here, but I could not help but notice uh, there was that scene where, you know, the the transport lifts up off the lake and there is uh, Alfred on the platform and he was still very much a CGI Alfred. Oh. I, I noticed that in the first version. I was like, okay, they must that must have been a reshoot that they didn't have time to work on. But it was still kind of interesting, you know, in the Snyder cut, they had all this extra time to work on it and it was still pretty obvious that he was a... CG model. <laughs> I couldn't stop looking at that ship. I'm like, this design doesn't make any sense. This looks like a whale shark. That would be very aerodynamic. <laughs> like it's so boxy. <laughs> do, you, do you think that Silas is going to come back as Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> just like that Zack Snyder scene of someone being exploded in a little case like that. I was just reminded me so much of Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, I the totally guy who that. played Barry's dad was Dr. Manhattan. That's right, yeah. Billy so, That's right. It's all connected. We call him mm-hmm. Blue Dick over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen the new Watchmen series, Ash? Oh, I loved it. Yes, okay, I did. Good. Yeah, me too. So good. I absolutely So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch that. <laughs> Yeah. That first, that Zack Snyder, I like, and th- this is what my problem with that was. That's a great story. Do it in three movies. You cannot do everything you were trying to do. All the characters, all the story, plus the slow motion scenes in a three-hour movie, and make it have make like make sense. Give them time. Tell the story. I believe that you can tell the story. Yeah, I, I really think this would have. If we're gonna just like get into like what would have been better if I in this like I, I really do think there are tons of vast improvements over mm-hmm. the Joss Whedon version but like the improvement and I know they this this is Monday morning quarterbacking or whatever but like they should have given us a Barry Allen movie and a cyborg movie 100% you know? like, yeah the, the, even the Aquaman movie didn't come out before that it was just right. Wonder Woman. Right. All three of those characters would have been way more interesting if I'd known who they were, and they wouldn't have had to spend so much time building the cyborg character. Like, I think that's why they excised that from the movie when they went to Joss Whedon's version, is they were... I don't think it was any hate, necessarily. I think it was just like, uh, we gotta lose something. We gotta lose a big chunk yeah. of this movie to get it down to two and a half hours, and like... We can excise this and make and, and give you an explanation as a character in like flashback, and we're good. Um, so I think I think yeah. Joss Whedon, as much as he's getting hate for this, uh, I think a lot, and some of it very deserved. I think a lot of what he had to do was just like make big cuts for time. Yeah, I blame the studios equally. Yeah, yeah, maybe even a little more, to be honest. Outside of a, a couple of glaring jokes in the first version that felt like they were, you know, particularly pointed, um, you know, I won't excuse any of Joss's behavior out, outside of the world of filmmaking, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually do feel a little bad for him. And in the, in the, I just don't know why he took the job. It's a pretty thankless job to take in the first place. Uh, maybe it was, you know, a, a sin of hubris. And he, after doing the Avengers, he thought, you know, he'd come in and, and do the same thing for DC. But I, I just maybe can't imagine just you know, taking money. I don't know. That's yeah, I was yeah, like, just, we have no idea how much money he yeah, threw yeah. in his face. I, I hope, and I don't hopefully know. Hopefully it's been worth it. I, th- I thought like him, I thought him and Zack Snyder had like talked because I remember being really excited about it. Hmm. Um, and you know, like he put out this thing, like, I don't trust anybody more to take this up, blah, 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 especially with what he was going through. And I just feel like he was so traumatized from doing the Avengers movies. Good. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. He this movie broke him because he <laughs> broke his career in the middle of it. Yeah, I shouldn't mm. laugh at that. Uh, I love I love your laughs at the at the best <laughs> moments. I really do. Please don't ever stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Uh. So many people said his sets were toxic and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, if you don't love what you do. That's true. Again, uh, while we're just kind of like talking about some of the primary differences and, and things like that. Yeah, at this point, we're definitely an open bar. Just whatever you want to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the, the jokes that I did find myself missing a little bit um, was, you know, when Aquaman was uh, sitting on the lasso. That was just kind of one of those nice interactions yeah. with the whole group actually getting to contribute something and like they all had a moment together um but again i can understand that's not Zack snyder's particular brand of humor mm-hmm. um, it's back to like the sexualizing wonder woman though i feel like he wrote that just so he could be like you're so hot you're there just is gorgeous that joke. you're, you're right. hot yeah. you're right you well there's also the like he sucks but as he talk about how we're all gonna die and stuff like i, I feel like that yeah, that been. part was great and i just feel like yeah. Zack was like no <laughs> yeah well zach said he's not using any footage from the reshoots or whatever so like right. everything in this is the original zach except for the additional six minutes or whatever mm-hmm. man yeah. those additional six minutes that Woo. that made me like jared letter's joker yeah i liked all except for that ah 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 i'm like come on man give me a better laugh <laughs> I'm picky. I'm picky about my jokers. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he did a really good Heath Ledger voice expression. Like I heard Heath Ledger's Joker in there a couple times. And yeah, I loved what yeah. they were doing with the camera, like the close up, the blurry, and then coming into focus mm-hmm. shots. It was beautiful. The extreme, like hyper thin uh, depth of field for the camera. Yeah, that was that was pretty mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, and the fact that we finally get, you know, this version of Batman and this version of Joker on screen together for the first time. And we knew uh, it was rumored for a long time that Batman was going to drop the F-bomb. We just didn't know what the context was. It, I what was the context was going to be. Yeah. The whole time. And then when he said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> you didn't like it? <laughs> no, I think I, I'm very sensitive to forced Fs. Sure, sure. And it just sounded, you know, I don't know. I was like, oh. If he could, well, like, if it was walking away, away from him, would have just been like, oh, I'm going to kill you or something uh, like that. That would have been, but I'm like, come uh, on. I've heard you use the F word, Ben. Yeah. Say I, it. I, I loved how much backstory it gave both characters just through conversation because mm-hmm. they, it mm-hmm. basically came down to like they were goading each other in a way like, joker was bringing up what happened to robin and then batman actually mentioned the fact that he killed harley quinn he, and like, he, doesn't, yeah. no, he doesn't say that he doesn't say oh, no what is what does he say he what says he say? when she was dying in my arms she begged, oh, okay she begged for me to kill kill you slowly and i'm going to or something like that so i don't think we're oh. supposed to assume okay that she she that he killed her but that like i mean because we know from the other harley quinn movies and stuff that she's already like kind of left the joker and has sort of like sure, sure. has been emancipated and sort of is on a hero's journey now. At least it seems. And so mm-hmm. I imagine that he, I imagine that it's actually possible that the Joker killed her or she was collateral damage or something. Yeah, yeah. she was collateral damage, and he was like, she was like, make sure he pays for this. You know, make sure you okay. you kill him. I, at least that's that's how I took it. I don't I don't think, uh, but it could have easily been that the Batman killed her. But I don't, he didn't yeah. say that. I like your interpretation. I, that seems more plausible. But I want I hope he killed her. <laughs> I don't I like her so Give much. me Dark Batman. Oh. <laughs> well, I like Batman, Batman with guns. Batman, but I don't like like 
merciless Batman for kills for no reason. What if what if Harley killed Lois? We don't know who killed Lois, and she sure. suffered terribly. Apparently, sure. That was in the nightmare sequence. We got Superman cradling, you know, a like still smoldering corpse that I couldn't help Ooh. but you know that, that reminded me of uh, that scene in New, A New Hope where Luke finds his his uh, family on Tatooine. But I guess we're supposed to assume that that was Lois there because uh, you know all mm-hmm. the way back in BVS said uh, Barry said that Lois was the key. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, hmm. Speaking of which, I mean, in that scene we had. Barry there in that same, uh, you know, kind of the same tech. outfit with the mustache. Yeah, exactly with the uh, the little shade there on the upper lip. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> it was it was just kind of an interesting cast of characters who they decided mm-hmm. to have there because it was you know um, Mira who, being there was really yeah cool. yeah Slade Wilson it was cool to see Ooh. him yeah. was Mira English throughout the whole movie or was she, it just that scene? No, she was. She used a english affectation um throughout the film which i do not believe she did in joss whedon's version Weird. and what about aquaman i don't think she did it in aquaman either she did not do it in aquaman no. okay that is what so the weird f- yeah interesting yeah. choice well yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably a choice he had made before and then joss whedon came along and said no you're not doing that and then, sure, sure. or maybe they were like oh you sound stupid girl she was like i won't forgive them for what they did to arthur i was like oh wait has she been talking like that the whole time yeah <laughs> that is weird i didn't notice until the last six minutes of the movie <laughs> i you know i i, I like i said at the top this, this version is way more beautiful and way more cohesive but like for my money for me the dceu has gotten better since it's it moved on to things like aquaman and uh, harley quinn and mm-hmm. um shazam 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 was a lot yeah. of fun like i really enjoy those movies and it seems like this if if we're to restore the snyderverse it is it is an offshoot universe it seems from those movies like those movies seem to not be related to this yeah, um, mm-hmm. so, I like a darker true. universe. It's a shame because, like Man of Steel, Batman, they were all going in this one direction, and then you know tragedy, and then I I didn't love the Aquaman movie. I'm not gonna lie. I got a Wasn't soft my spot favorite. for Aquaman. It's dumb yeah, fun. I like him. Thank God they got him because I can watch him in anything. I was cool with that. Yeah. I was like, I can. I have no problem watching this. Um, but I like Patrick Wilson, and I didn't. I just didn't Ooh, take yeah. him Patrick super Wilson's seriously great. as a bad guy. Especially he was like my fish people all the time. It just I was like, oh god. Well, we'll, um, we'll have to do that when we cover. You have to come on and tell us what you think about it when we cover it. <laughs> I did it like that. They were speaking some. What is it? I don't think it's called Atlantean, right? I don't when know. they're like, ah, 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 you can hear them dolphin talking under the water. Mira <laughs> no, was doing it a lot. I didn't catch that. That's really funny. <laughs> I did it's catch a like, few ah, snippets ah, of that, but I don't think that was supposed to be the Atlantean language. I think that was just her uh, talking to fish. Exactly. Okay. It was, that joke was cut, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Is Wait, it true? Do you talk to fish? to fish? Yeah. Okay. What did the Joker call her? Like an a, a, a something flounder. I know it was pretty derogative, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a burn." <laughs> like a smelly flounder. A smelly which, flounder. Yeah, which was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's supposed to be a certain kind of joke. There. All right. <laughs> Any other big things before we get into bottom shelf and top shelf? Nope. I'm ready to go. No, I think I'm. Yeah. I'm All right. Good to go here. Uh, well, let's get into bottom shelf. What do you guys got for bottom shelf? The worst thing about this movie. Oh, I'll go. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> The music. 
Oh, wow. Mm. The music was terrible. It, not mm. to, so I feel like every genre of music was thrust into this movie. Um, and I hmm. thought that some scenes that I know that Zack Snyder is famous for how he picks his music and that people really like it. I found myself being completely taken out of scenes like Arthur going into the water. You cannot put Icky Thump over that in another movie and then put... I know it was a good song. I think it was even David Bowie. I don't know what it was, but it was so slow. And it the choices of the like actual spoken words... Mm-hmm. songs really just kept taking me out of it um and the wonder i i hate that i'm saying this the n- new wonder woman theme was shoved so hard down our throat that by i think three hours in every time that <laughs> yeah. they played it ken and i would just start hysterically laughing it was like every shot of wonder woman would be like wonder woman <laughs> and we go ha, 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 it would look away and then come back ha, 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 and then go away and then, ha, ha, ha. they just kept doing it you warned me about that and I was so glad because it really enhanced my enjoyment of the last two hours of the movie. Because every time she steps on screen, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) See, if they would have played that one, I would have been fine. But it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, it was was that other one. And and it... (laughs) Like, I think they don't want to overuse that other one. Like, that other one's supposed right. to be, like, her big badass Ooh. moment. So, they have this just, like, vocalization that happens. But it's this really hard funny. Left. Because it happens, like, multiple A times bajillion. in the same fight. Like, she'll, yeah. she'll disappear off screen, and then she'll show back up, and it's like, eh <laughs> And, like, I grew up on Xena. I love, like, Amazonian battle cries. That's great. The first time they did it, when she breaks up through the ceiling of the bank, I was like, goddess! <laughs> Two hours in, I'm like, is this a goddamn joke? And then by the end, it, it literally was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I was like, if you had to drink every time they played that, you'd be dead within an hour. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll have to experiment with that uh, sometime soon. <laughs> no. uh, what do you think of that uh, that like Icelandic uh, vocalization that occurred when we like transitioned um, to Batman recruiting Arthur the first time? You, that didn't jive with you either. That was okay. The acapella singing. Oh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I liked yeah, that. me too. That was better. That was yeah. like a that was like a performance. That wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was neat and weird, and it was another moment where I was like, yeah, I see why they cut this. Yeah, do I think it lasted a little long? You're goddamn right I do. It's like, I'm watching this movie from two two vantage points. Like, me trying to enjoy the Artur's vision and really right. trying to do that, but then also trying to understand why this happened. And so, mm-hmm. like, the whole movie, I was like, oh, that's a really interesting choice. That's really beautiful, sweeping shot. That's really cool way to show that action sequence. And I'm also constantly going... Oh, I see why they had to cut this or like, I see why mm-hmm. they thought they had to cut this, you know, why they mm-hmm. thought this was not going to be a good movie for like mass audiences or whatever. And they tricked me in the beginning. Cause I, I remember I hated the song in the original one, like in the opening that just like two minute sequence that oh, the, everybody you don't knows. even, yeah. And I was like, this is, I was like, thank God they cut this. And then I'm like, Oh wait, this is, this is so much worse. <laughs> Speaking about the music, you said uh, is your bottom shelf. I will say I really liked some of the just heavy metal rock music oh, for some yeah. of the yes. fight sequences that mm-hmm. got me, that got me into it. I was like, yeah, do it. They brought a uh, junkie XL back who had kind of oh, stepped away him. and Hans Zimmer, um, Hans Zimmer. And then the, I guess in the, in the um, Joss Whedon version, that's when they, they incorporated that classic Elfman scene, which was definitely one mm-hmm. of the highlights of that movie. But um, yeah, I, I I definitely dug the music in this in this one, but I can see where Ash is coming from as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it got a lot better towards the end when it started to move more towards like the epic-y thing. Mm. But then you have like your epic orchestra and then they're doing rock and then all of a sudden we have like, you know, a Bob Dylan song, which is fine, uh. but all of them together at once overscored by ha ha ha. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Throw all the music at it. <laughs> what, what did you think? What's your bottom shelf, Jay Scotty? Yeah. I won't spend too much time on this one because it kind of came up naturally when we were talking about the characters, but uh, it was, you know, when we had that moment between Martha and Lois, and then you find out that it was Martian Manhunter mm. as awesome as it was to get to see Martian Manhunter, you know, on I won't say the big screen because we didn't get to experience it that way, but cinematically, <laughs> I do feel like it detracted from the character of Martha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I totally see that. Um, for me, I'm just going to go with what I think is the biggest problem with this movie and the four hourness. Mm. Like, I, mm. I just think so many of the issues that I have with it would have been solved if they had just strategized better from like, four years earlier and decided to make a flash movie or decided to make a cyborg movie or decided to do some other things to truncate this movie without removing the substance, which is what really ended up happening with the Joss Whedon cut. Um, Yeah. So that that's the stuff Mm -hmm. that I really like. I I loved all that. I added uh, substance and context in this version, but I, just it being four hours long, it was hard to watch. Like I, I'm a busy dude trying to keep all, <laughs> keep all this content creating and happening and stuff <laughs> doing four hours of a movie. And so it made me feel like I'm watching it, you know, not as it's intended to be watched. Cause I watched it in four different or three different sittings. And I was just like, eh, just didn't feel good, you know, and I didn't have time yeah. to, but it, it, every, all the spoilers are happening and everything. I'm just like, I gotta watch it. It's like the thing ever, all the geeks are watching right now and I'm going to get lost and get spoiled. And then, you know, I just, I feel like I didn't get to experience it because four hours is just hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I just feel unless like you're me. could have done a better job. Unless, unless you're Ashley, you and have nothing, and you have nothing literally nothing on. else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I played my whole. I was hungover from trivia. I was like, <laughs> we're getting food, and the second we get home, we're watching play. And every time I thought it was over, it wasn't over, and then it wasn't over, and then I was like, how is it eleven o'clock? What's happening? I thought it was only four hours. It just felt like I, it was all night. But I was fun. I had a good time. Part of it is Alyssa does not like the previous Snyder movies. Uh, oh, okay. and, and so like oh. she was not into watching it. So like, you know, I had needed to, we were watching other things or doing other things. And she was just like, yeah, do that on your own time. But I'm in Dallas. So I had no money for my own time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not that I, needed, I wanted my own time. I wanted to spend time with her, but I didn't want to. Yeah. It was hard to find four hours. Um, anyway, uh, top shelf. Top shelf. Hmm. I'll go first. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, all the dark side stuff. Nice. Yeah. I just think, like, I am excited. At the end of this movie, I am leaving excited for what all this means. Like, that boom tube at the end, and Barry's mm-hmm. running back in time. That, that was amazing, by the way. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Barry, Barry building the world as he's running. That was so beautiful visually. Yeah. Yeah. incredible absolutely yeah. incredible and the skeleton boom, hands seeing the like royal family of dark sides whatever um while that boom tube was open that that is like i'm ready for the next thing you know and i don't know that it'll yeah. ever happen but like i am this this is what marvel does so well where like i leave the theater going oh my gosh i cannot wait for the next one and i don't think <laughs> i've ever left a dc movie feeling that way i sometimes feel satisfied but i never leave it feeling like what is going to happen next you know and this one yeah. I definitely felt that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, yeah. My top shelf is definitely Wonder Woman cutting Stefan Wolf's he- head off. Ooh, Get nice. wrecked, man. She, I was like, wow. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Because you all think it's going to be Superman. And then, um, you know, Arthur comes in and gets impales him through the chest and throws him back. And she's like, ah, bah, 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 bah. ha, ha, ha. I really, I was like, that's a, that's a well-placed ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Get wrecked, and that's right. Go back to your planet or wherever. That was. Oh, beautiful. I loved it. That was a very mm-hmm. Ashley moment right there. Like Ugh. Wonder Woman being peak Wonder Woman, and that sound effect, and the gore. Like that's like perfect mm-hmm. Ashley coffin moment right there. It's a trifecta. Ugh. Couldn't have been more happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that actually folds pretty nicely into my top shelf because I, I already mentioned it, but one of the characters that it was improved the most vastly for me was the antagonist, was Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the team is only as good as the threat that they face. And just the first time around, he really was such a weak link. I remember when we actually did the Bingers coverage, we had gotten through all the characters and realized we forgot to even bring up the villain. It was like, oh yeah, <laughs> he was there. It's like he just has more to do. He's more uh, just, yeah, he he looks cooler. I feel like Kieran Hines was actually, you know, the voice acting that he and the effort that he put in to it was actually, you know, fleshed out so much better. And uh, yeah, just mm-hmm. an actual character this time around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a villain. Yeah. Yeah, they had a villain. It was really nice. Yep. Yeah, I thought, I agree, man. I, th- I think it's funny, the three of us all of our like kind of uh, all of our top shelves are all like kind of surrounding the villains and that ending mm. and the way it all yeah. came together, which is, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty telling. Um, and sure. I think that's the thing is like, you know, Joss had to excise big chunks of this movie to get it down to two and a half hours. And he excised right. two major th- plot lines, which was all the Steppenwolf stuff and all of the uh, cyborg stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it made the movie much weaker uh, contextually, at least. And even the end, um, Stefan Wolf's like little thing that he created at the town, like cutting out people living in what I guess was supposed to be like a Chernobyl style thing, like getting rid of that family and stuff and having it just be centered around what was happening at this abandoned chemical place made a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't look like purple wiggly woos that was in Guardians 2. It like actually, it looked like a skin thing. It looked very insecty. It was gross. Um, (laughs) But I appreciated it so much more because it wasn't just this moving cloud of death it was like those the things the demigorgons or what the hell are they called uh, parademons <laughs> demigorgons <laughs> they were actually a problem like they were the things they had to deal with not some weird moving purple goo right right yeah, yeah. they gave they gave Steppenwolf enough of a character that when he gets his like head cut off halfway like that little like mm-hmm. hammer head thing cut off like right. i actually felt for him like i was like ooh, yep. <laughs> yeah that's what jay scotty said yeah, yeah. i was like uh, get wrecked and the, as, as <laughs> awesome as it was to have a uh, wonder woman lop his head off it was just like as his head slides across the floor and comes to a rest under dark side's foot dark side has so little regard from him just crunch does yeah. the finishing mm-hmm. i was like oh he don't care about you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's like you're fired, <laughs> you're fired. oh man oh god that was fun guys that was fun yeah. Th- thanks yeah. for I'm, I'm sorry if i was a bit of a bummer i, I really no, no. hate that no. i didn't like it more because like 
everyone's so on board with this. And I'm, and I felt like I was like, I, I I'm on board on certain aspects, but I also like definitely still, still see the problems. Um, and I just feel yeah. kind of bad to be the bummer on the podcast. No, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't no. feel bad, man. I, I think there are plenty of people out there that are on the same page as you. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I just know the DC guys who like absolutely love this stuff so much and, and are so yeah. excited about it are gonna like they will not oh. like my take. Well, don't the, ask me who I think the most toxic fandom is right now. Let's just say that. <laughs> DC. There's there's a few of them out there, um, and they all think. Come on, Mar- guys. They all think Marvel's yeah. the toxic most toxic. Uh, yeah. Take a lesson from your heroes. Let your differences be the thing that makes you stronger together. We can all like our our own Aww. our own things and yeah, yeah. Me, and like yeah. other things <laughs> like look at all of us marvel people talking about they see i'm having this, a good exactly. time yeah, this yeah. was a point i wanted to make during this movie actually and you just brought it up uh jay scotty oh. and that's that like one of the things that i think the joss whedon movie was trying to do okay and i don't i'm not gonna say it was successful but it was mm. trying to make these characters feel different because i think that there's a, an amount of sameness in the snyder cut where okay. I feel like all of the characters feel, and just like we talked about how they all feel fully cooked, they also all feel kind of valiant. They all feel sort of like epic, which makes for mm. this very epic sweeping story. Mm-hmm. But it also makes your team feel very uniform in, 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 in the internal character that they're portraying. At least mm-hmm. that's how I felt. And that's, I think, one of the things that was trying to be fixed by something like the Whedon cut is just like, one of the things I think he went in there and tried to do is sort of give them all something that was something they were struggling with so that it gave them something different about themselves. Sure. Yeah. And I didn't feel like this version had that. And I did think that was a problem, but it also made for super epic storytelling. <laughs> like I made yeah. the, that other version, the Joss Whedon version. When I think about it, it feels small. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like a tiny Rushed story. And- like, yeah. feel, like I'm, I think about them getting on that elevator and I'm like, is this movie, this feels like a low budget movie. It doesn't feel like the stakes are the universe, if that makes sense. And in this one, mm-hmm. I feel like the stakes are the universe. Um, yeah. Probably because yep. of all the dark side stuff. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yep. Time to get back uh, into uh, it, but no, no, you're good. It's just more <laughs> yeah. epic in, in scale and in every single way. And yeah. 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 Um, it's been said, but I'm just the main thing I take away is I'm I am really glad that you know Zack Snyder was afforded the opportunity and that the fans that have been so diehard and passionate for these characters they got to see the versions that that they really wanted to see. So, what more can you ask for? Couldn't Absolutely. say it better. Yeah, yeah. I'm very happy for my buddies over at DC on screen. I know they were super yeah, yeah. excited about it and like seems like they're really happy with it. And I I really am happy for those guys. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is uh, about all for Benders. You guys got anything you want to plug? Uh, I'll just say keep an eye out for Animation Deliberation. That's a yeah. action, animation, and cartoon-focused podcast. We, are, uh, we actually finished our coverage of Young Justice, so I just need to finish editing that and get that out. And uh, we've already moved on to Season 2, and there are a lot of great um, animated shows coming out, some of them set within the Marvel Universe. Uh, so... Cool. Uh, please keep an eye out for that. Excited yeah, to do that. Really excited to have you on the network <laughs> and doing the animation stuff, man. It's going to be cool. It's cool. Thank you, sir. Real cool. Um, All right. Ashley, anything you want to plug? Nah, I'm around. Yeah. Just <laughs> Y'all know Ashley where I am. 
yeah i'm around cool. sweet well guys <laughs> we'll be back soon actually uh, in a couple days we'll be back with uh godzilla uh godzilla king of monsters and then next week godzilla versus kong which i've actually really been enjoying uh covering that series um yeah it's, it's kind of exceptional actually i i've been really impressed i love them team godzilla mm-hmm. for life i love godzilla <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed your guys' coverage of uh, Kong Skull Island. That's that's been my favorite movie in the franchise so far. Eh. So far, and it was really great to hear how much you appreciated and what context Muzzy was able to provide as a, as a big fan of the series. So definitely yeah. check out that series if you're not. Boo, Kongers, Godzilla for life. <laughs> and, once, <laughs> and once we get done with that series, like uh, I, I really am looking forward to getting back to the DCEU and covering all these movies that we've missed and haven't gotten to yet. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of rushed to get to, ju- uh, to Wonder Woman 1984, and we haven't covered any of those sort of side movies like... Uh, the harlequin and stuff so we're gonna get we're gonna get all those up in the feed soon so all right guys well that'll be all for us peace later thank you for listening to benders assemble a stranded panda podcast to find all of our podcasts our other geeky projects and ways to support the network go to strandedpanda.com Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.